Welcome to the 1080 Outdoors podcast. I am your host, Taylor Henry, and today we talk on episode one with Jed Domke, who just got back from Wyoming mule deer hunting, killing a bear in Canada this summer, buying 80 acres with its blood, and then we talk about why 30 packs of beer are the best, our favorite kind of beer, and why roundabouts pretty much save the world. We also dive into our whitetail plans for this upcoming season. Thanks for joining us. Alrighty, hey, I'm Taylor Henry with 1080 Outdoors, our first ever 1080 Outdoors podcast, episode one with uh, the bearded man himself, Jed Domke. Jed, how are we doing today? Not bad, not bad. Leaving for bear hunting about mm, two cards here, getting uploaded. Some people say, and it's just a rumor around town because Jed and I live relatively close, some people are saying, I've heard rumors, that you don't work anymore. <laughs> Uh, I've been accused of being a part-timer by uh, multiple multiple people, yeah. Uh, we were just uh, reviewing the mule deer hunt um, from Wyoming this past week that Jared, Jed, and Don, and Jake went on. Harvested harvested three, and you had a lot more chances than that, didn't you? Yeah, three more, at least. Four more. Yeah. Three more, four more, something like that. So we're going to get into that, but first, let's do a little bit of an introduction. Um... Like I said, this is our first ever podcast with 1080 Outdoors. 1080 Outdoors is a, um, we have a video series show on YouTube. Um, we hunt all over. I think we've pretty, we're covering, well, Jed himself is covering um, two countries this year, multiple states. Um, absolutely not. And uh, so, yeah, so we, we are kind of hunting everywhere. Um, but it's also a retail store online and all that good stuff. So mainly what we want to accomplish with this is just, we're going to do updates throughout the fall and kind of our hunting. Um, and then we might throw in some video overlay on that to show us, show us some of the action. So we'll be on YouTube, iTunes, um, Spotify, just another platform for us to talk to you guys. And then hopefully we'll work our way into some guests. Jay, um, what do you do, man? Besides, uh, travel the world and hunt. Besides travel the, the world. Uh, carpenter. When I'm being a part-timer, I guess. Do you feel like you kind of, he just built a, it was like a four-year, three-year building. Yeah, it was a two-year two uh, university science lab at UWL here. University of Wisconsin Lacrosse. Yeah, I guess that's a fair thing to mention. We are based out of southwestern Wisconsin. Roots are in Viroqua, Wisconsin. For you, though, for those of you that know that town, you're awesome. For those of you that don't, Lacrosse probably would be more of a starting point for you. Um, so Jed, Jed works carpentry for a company out of Lacrosse. Anything else, Jed? What's your, what's your true passion? Uh, hunting and trapping, <laughs> mainly. What a stupid question. <laughs> Uh, yeah, been doing both of them for pretty much ever. Yeah. Favorite beer? <sighs> Most consumed or current favorite? Current, um, how about we just start with both since we're doing the whole introduction. Okay, uh, most consumed would have to be Old Milwaukee, Red. Um, current favorite, Molson's Canadian. Molt. What is that, Molson's? Molson's, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. What's the deal with that? Just been in Canada so much? Yeah, been, been in Canada a bit. Uh, bought some land up there. Feel feel like, uh, when, you know, when I'm not there, I miss it. So I got to drink Canadian brew. Sorry, we're importing, actually. Uh, but I don't discriminate. I will drink just about any non-light beer and enjoy it. Yeah, we kind of fall under the same uh, idea that light beer is a little bit communist. Mm -hmm. I do have one view that uh, differs greatly from yours in that I'm not really a great fan of Spotted Cow. Really? Yeah. I think it's pretty bland. You think Spotted Cow is bland? Yeah. Doesn't, Doesn't hit me right. You know what I mean? 
obviously you don't know what I mean. You love it. Interesting. Yeah, so my favorite beer is Spotted Cow or <laughs> Old Milwaukee. I will take this to the bank. I introduced Jed to Old Milwaukee Red. And don't think that we're fucking around with Old Milwaukee Blue. Don't believe in it. I mean, if you if you have to drink a light beer, I would I would recommend that. But um, yeah, we're, if you like Bush Light, like we'll let you listen to the show and watch our stuff. <laughs> but you're not gonna see any of that. Most likely, who knows who we're gonna have on here? If someone does bring it on here, they will be attacked emotionally <laughs> and physically, possibly. Probably physically. So. Um, I guess that covered, yeah, your favorite beers. and um, wh- Let's talk about your weapon of choice, Jed. What is your weapon of choice now, this um, year? This year, it's the uh, the longbow. I bought a, uh, I, I ordered a uh, Rampart Legacy longbow from Poison Dart Bows. Right, and, uh, right out of Colorado. Yeah, Colorado. Some, somewhere around Denver, I believe. Um, I killed, so far, a turkey with it and a bear. And that's what I'm taking on my bear hunt today, this weekend. Um, so what I had out west, I launched three arrows, all clean misses. I'm embarrassed to say. Um, what were the yardages? Well, we can get it. Let's get into the mule deer hunt in a little bit. Let's first actually let's get into um, let's get into the bear hunt this summer. Let's get, how about the whole Canada situation, how that came about and. Okay, so Canada um, went up there with the Dinars again this spring, uh, bear hunting around the 1st of June. Um, We went three for four up there. Uh, Don shot the first one, I shot the second one, Jake shot the third one, Jared did not take out. Um, Then Jared got married this summer. His bachelor party was in Canada, so we went up there. Jake and I looked at some land ended up putting an offer in on a 80 acre chunk on our way home from the bachelor party. We finalized on it a month later and that's where we are with Canada. Proud proud landowners. That is pretty cool. Um, so what's your, what's kind of your plan just this fall that's left? Are you guys gonna do any hunting up there? Yeah, we, uh, we've got some mineral out running uh, five, five or six cameras up there now. Um, we've I've been up there to pull them once. Nothing big. A lot of minor league prospects, mostly double A pitchers. I would say nothing in the nothing in triple A. Nothing in the majors yet. Dude, how about? Here's my dream of doing whitetail hunting or whitetail hunting in Canada. Three hundred pound. 115 inch <laughs> six pointer. Yes, and I believe I believe that deer is in our minor league system right now. Dude, oh man, I believe so. I know just as a kid watching like Canada hunts, like I mean they would be some like giants, like, mm-hmm. whatever. But my was like always just like, dude, those deer are so big, and like they look like they've been fighting each other for years. Yeah, basically, like basically, they fight over food. Can't uh, hockey players they, yeah. like those deer are basically goon hockey players. They're just really big, maybe not that smart, really beat each other up. That's awesome. So what So what happened? So kind of just do a quick glance at the bear hunt. Um, we'll, we're going to have a full bear hunt video probably going to be released next year, but we'll throw in some video here when he talks, kind of overlaying it, because you do have some really good video. of. Um, so you guys had three bears. Yep. You killed one with a longbow. Yep. Don killed one with a recurve. Jake killed one. With oh, Don's with, he wasn't with his crossbow? No. Don, Don's bear was with his recurve. Um, and Jake's bear was with his compound. It was the last night. And then uh, that turned into a uh, fiasco, I guess I would call it. Um, the, the bear let out its death moan, and then pandemonium ensued. Um, bears came from all over the place chomping their jaws and circling his tree and um, charged Jared and I when we tried to go in to get him. Um, eventually we ended up scaring the bear off and getting him out about 45 minutes after dark. I wish we had Jake. I think Jake's like explanation of the whole thing was 
He's like, he's like, I wish I had my camera out, but I honestly was more worried about like living. living. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole like yeah, that been like afterwards I'm like yeah, that would have been sweet to have a video of that, but like the whole like maybe you should try to live through this thing overplayed the um, video series. Yeah. Uh, so when when Jared and I showed up. Um, we, you know, had, we, we had two-way radios, but they were junk and didn't start working until, until we were within shouting distance anyways, and he started to yell that, um, there were bears everywhere, do not come in without a weapon, and all we had for weapons were longbows, which are not really good close-quarter combat self-defense weapons. Well, if I had to pick a, if, out of the bows, I would take a longbow. Yeah, um. We also had bear spray, but um, I would have felt way more comfortable with a semi-automatic shotgun, mm-hmm. which is now going to be a staple in our bear camp. So um, you, oh, you didn't have access? Did you have access to any firearms? Uh, we had one single-shot 20-gauge, which Jake had with him. <laughs> um, yeah, that will not be the case from now on. Um, yeah, he started to yell at us, you know, it, there are bears everywhere, don't come in without a weapon. We were like, okay, well, you know, we'll make a bunch of noise, scare the bear off, no big deal. So we thought, we started to make noise, beating buckets against trees. I had a machete and a longbow. Oh, my Jared, God. And Jared had <laughs> I, oh. or bear spray and I, I think his longbow, no, I... I wouldn't have had my longbow because I was tagged out, so I would have had a machete and the bear spray, <laughs> and Jared had his uh, his longbow. Um, we are currently taking offers for free video people who can just <laughs> follow people around. You will get paid in only Old Milwaukee, right? And then I don't, I guess, whatever beer they have in Canada, um, we can't pay. And uh, yeah, then the we got into the woods, the bear. <laughs> then turned and charged us we could hear it barreling through the bush at us we got back onto the road decided holy shit this is some serious business um (laughs) we heard jake's voice change from like you know this is kind of crazy to holy fuck this is crazy um he fired a shot out of the 20 gauge into the dirt by the bear's feet he actually had that with him yeah he had it with him in the tree um and <laughs> the first shot did not scare it away. Um, then the second shot, he said it ran the other way. I can only confirm that it ran about 40 yards. I can't tell if it's gone or if it's still there. But the last snap that I heard was about 40 yards away. So I was like, well, we got to get in there. Like, we're not just leaving him. So Jared and I left Frog leapfrogged our way to the tree one of us would sit and listen one would walk 10 yards at a time till we got to jake we got jake down out of the tree came out of there found his bear on the way out drug it out to the road threw it in the truck drove away as fast as we could no clue where that other bear went to don't really care because it didn't come after us so it was pretty crazy um it was an adrenaline rush like I've never known. Don't know that I need one again, but I'm craving one again, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, that is... <clears throat> that's one of those situations that are... Uh, once in a lifetime, maybe, hopefully, maybe <laughs> hopefully a couple times in a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, but it's only that much adrenaline comes through because you didn't have the weapon, so like, there was no gun, there was no... Yeah, you had I mean, a fucking once, machete. And you were going to kill a bear with a machete. <laughs> well, defend yourself. Yeah. Once we got to Jake and we were all three on the ground and we had lights and and <clears throat> a shotgun and bear spray and we were all in a mass together, I felt pretty decent. What is bear what is bear spray? Is like just like O C on fucking steroids? Yeah, it's pepper spray that <clears throat> shoots farther. Do not try and take it across the border. You will not make it. I'm going to try to take it in my fucking squad car. Like, just start fucking sniping people with OC. <laughs> is that what that is? Pretty much? I, you can, like, snipe from, like, 20 yards? Nah, I don't know. Yeah, not quite 20 yards, but it 
it's a bigger charge than regular pepper spray. That's from awesome. what I've, from my understanding, I've never sprayed it. I don't know. <clears throat> well, we haven't gotten to like what talk about your close call where you shot that one at like two steps. Yeah, uh, I was on my way to a stand. The bear was at the bait as I was on my way in, so I just sat down and knocked an arrow, um, just hoping that it would finish eating and you know feed off, you know bugger off, whatever. Well, when it got done, it came right up the trail that I was on, um, and I kind of kept my composure until it got to about 40 yards, and then I just drew back and shot, which in hindsight's a terrible idea. And at the time, I knew it was a terrible idea. I just could not contain myself. It was like my freak out that was... You guys are hunting with climbers there, right? Mm-hmm, yep. yep. <clears throat> so I had a climber sitting there in my pack and my camera on the pack, and... Uh, my camera actually fell off my pack and uh, then the bear, because the bear was actually on the trail that I was on, then it was paralleling me, so I thought I was going to get a shot at like seven, eight yards of a broadside bear. Well, then when my camera fell off the pack, you know, it made a noise, obviously, and the son of a bitch came to investigate, and that's when I kind <laughs> of like, like lost it. big, dumb cats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that like, so, like, they know you're there. Right, he, and they just, he, they just like accept the fact that you're there. Yeah, he didn't know that I was there. Um, but like, normally, if you're sitting in a tree stand on a bait, and a bear, by the time you see the bear, the bear is very well aware that somewhere in the vicinity is a human, because they have a they have a nose that's like five hundred times better than a um, than a bloodhound. So they just don't get hunted enough to be like, well... Well, they associate your smell with food because you've been baiting them, so they associate the fact that you've been there with food. There's people that hunt deer like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I, think, I honestly believe that. Uh, Lee Lakoski was talking about that. I was listening to a podcast, and he pretty much treats his deer on his farm kind of like pets. Like, he like, well, if suburb deer aren't scared of people, I'm going to make my deer like that. Yeah. They associate him with food all the time, and he's out there like four, four times a week. But yeah, it's kind of interesting how animals do accept that. So, so you're saying that it's possible that deer won't be super afraid of you if if you go in there a couple times a week, or well, other animals. I know for a fact <clears throat> bears are not. I will not comment on a deer. Okay, so now, um, so then that yeah, Jared. Jared was the only person that didn't get one, so yeah, I talked about. So then, what what happened with the one that you actually got? Um, it was just normal bear hunt. He came in, hit the bait. It was a small bear, um, so he acted acted typical of a small bear. Came in, grabbed a mouthful of bait, ran off, ate it, came back, did that rigmarole. I think four or five times before I got a broadside shot. Um, it was at, I think, 10 or 11 paces. Um, and then, yeah, I double-lunged it. It went, like, four steps, piled into a treetop, and that was that. Yeah, we'll get in, get into, like, Jed's previous kills with that bow at a later date because <laughs> there's, a, there's a good one on there. Um, so we move into mule deer hunting. Kind of go over what your, what was your initial? Because you went antelope hunting out there last year, mm-hmm. so you kind of had an idea that there was mule deer there. Yep. Um, said screw it, we're going mule deer hunting this year. What was kind of your initial plan, and then what did you do? And did it? So did your initial plan blow up in your face, or did you do it kind of what you thought you guys would do? My initial thought was because last year when we were antelope hunting, we saw the the same group of bucks every day doing the exact same thing. So my initial thought was that we would just get a bachelor group patterned and then set up an ambush on their way back to the bed. It didn't really work out that way this year. They weren't grouped up as, like we saw groups of two bucks usually, singles or doubles. We not, I don't, I think Jared saw one group of three. Um, I never did two, normally it was pairs and when it wasn't pairs, it was singles. Um, so we basically uh, ended up finding a deer in the morning, 
trying to watch it bed. And if we didn't see it actually bed down, we would just put a stalk onto the ditch where we last saw it. Because normally um, what we found was where we saw them go into the ditch in the morning was where they bedded down close to it anyway. So they are bedded in those like canyon, like mm-hmm. mini canyon. Mini canyon, yep, yeah, in the shade. Um, So do you... So do they, is there like a certain way they bed with the wind or they just kind of get down in there? No, because they're, they're at the mercy of the shade, um, basically. Because, you know, the shade's obviously only going to be at one, you know, in one direction normally um, at, <clears throat> at any point of time of the day. Ideally, it seemed like they'd like to be bedded in the shade watching with the wind at their back. Right, yeah. But you would think that. Right. Which I was I was gonna ask you how what your approach is like. Obviously I would I would assume you're going from the side. Um if with the wind situation like that. But if the wind I mean, did you have a scenario where you could come in with the wind to your face and pop right over and shoot? Um, one time. One time. Nice. That so, worked out that way, yeah. So Jared actually I I wonder if you asked him what he what he so he shot the nicest buck out there. Yeah. Pretty nice one too. Mm-hmm. Um, that video, we kind of just reviewed a little bit of it. Um, but you think he'd take having the nicest mule deer since he didn't get a bear? And would you take shooting the smallest bear and the smallest mule deer or getting a nice bear and not having a mule deer? Um, yeah. So at, at bear camp in the last, the last night, um, when Jared actually put his tag in his mouth and was eating it, I told him that... Did he swallow? He did not swallow. No, he uh, was bitter. Nobody um, likes that. <laughs> nobody approves that, nor do they appreciate it. No, no. So, um, I, I said to him, I said, you know you know what this means, Jared? You're going to get the biggest mule deer at Muley Camp. And uh, it ended up coming true. He, he told me that he had no faith in me, and he thought that we were going to see like two mule deer the entire trip, so he wasn't even excited about it. That's his like. That's how he always is. Yeah, he's he, a bad. He's yeah, a bad guy. He's a bad friend, is what he is. <laughs> he's a bad. I. You know, Jared was supposed to call in for this uh, podcast, and he told me, "Why would you do a podcast? No one listens to it." That's the kind of type of guy. That's the type of guy he is. Correct. So, so he, little background on Jared. Last year, he believed he was part of a pro staff of a mysterious person in Canada and uh, did the best videotaping of bear camp last year. Did a really good job, B-roll, and really easy to edit everything. And that guy screws him over, and he joins us, and now he, like, hates cameras. <laughs> it is what it is. So, Jerry gets the biggest mule deer. That was kind of a cool hunt. Uh how what was that hunt kind of like? What, so he you, so him and Don were hunting together. Him and Don were hunting together. They spotted two nice bucks um, that bedded down in the sage, which were um, one of the, the only couple of deer that we saw actually bed in the sage flats. Um, Jared put a stalk on them, um, got pinned down at seventy five yards, um, shot, hit low. Um, actually hit it in the leg, took its, like, clean cut its leg off. It was hanging by skin. Like, the bone was completely severed, which I thought was amazing. Um, we ended up searching ditches then for hours until the bigger buck that was with that one, um, ended up busting, running over the hill. We were kind of sitting there feeling stupid because literally we were like giving up and Jake says, holy shit, look at how cool those rocks are. I'm going to go take a picture of them. Goes over, like literally has his camera in his hand, or well, his phone in his hand, like reaching up to take the picture when the deer busts like 15 yards from him. And he's just standing there like, what do I do? You know? How stupid am I? The deer runs away like we're, there's four of us standing there like, God, we're stupid. And then Jake looks back and is like, holy shit, everybody down, there's another buck down there. And it was just looking at us like trying to be as skinny to the rock 
as it could be. And we were all like, duh, this is Jared's buck. The only reason it's not running is because it has three wheels. You know? But there was some, in the video, you guys were like kind of actually talking about that. Like, is that the buck? And then mm-hmm. obviously she gets shot and it comes up and right. can't do anything. Right. Um, so, yeah. And it, it ended up being crazy as far as I'm concerned, how that all worked out. I mean, the terrain is, it's the craziest mix of, <clears throat> like, the way that I describe it is you can see for eight miles all around you but you can't see eight feet in front of you in mm-hmm. most spots. You know, it's just like, it looks flat. It's deceivingly not, you know, cause you can see, you can see like, you can see forever, but you look in front of you and you're watching a deer and then all of a sudden it's gone and you never see it again. And you walk up to where it was and like on your way there, you're like, Oh yeah, that deer was about 150 yards away. And then you get up to where you think the deer was and you're like, well, there's no way the deer disappeared here. And you turn around and look and you're like, well, I'm already 300 yards away from where I started. And then the next time you see a deer, you're like, oh, that deer's like 300 yards away. And then you walk over to where the deer was and you turn back around and you're like, holy shit, he was 70 yards away from me. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like to go from judging distance in Southwest Wisconsin where everything's pretty like, I would say linear, you know, like every, like you you have like hills you have have reference points to know right and you can you can you can judge you know decently i would say but out there it's just nothing runs like it does around here you know like like you have a ridge top around here you have you have points coming off of it like a rib cage you know if you Mm -hmm. look at it from above out there you have a ridge that snakes around and things go off like a fishtail and it's just it's totally different so it's wild. It is. That's why we already have our hunt planned for next year. What's that? Because I so little background on me. I, I hate myself. Couldn't go to that one. Um, but I will be able to attend the bear camp and mule deer hunt camp next year since I uh, I'm not going to be a cop anymore. So yeah. So what's the plan for next year? Next year is, uh, we've got the week planned out already, 7th through the 14th, September. If we don't draw in Wyoming, we're going to do a over-the-counter elk hunt, probably. In Wyoming? Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, yeah we're, uh, um, Calvin went? Mm, we're not sure where exactly yet. We're just, that's our tentative plan. We, everybody knows... Well, like Jared and Jake and I all know different people who hunted in Colorado before, so we'll, right. you know, do our research that way. Yeah, things are going to get pretty wild the next few years. We'll do a lot of bad stuff, kill a lot of different animals. So, um, then what, just do a little quick wrap up on what Jake and Don did for. Um, Don. And Don and Jake ended up going on a really long stalk on two really big bucks that were bedded under a tree um, that they had spotted. And Jared and I were watching the escape route, and all of a sudden, three does and a fawn came feeding up over the knoll that we knew Jared or Jake and uh, Don were on the other side of putting the stalk on. Um, and that those does and fawn literally got within five yards of them as they were belly crawling um it all blew up the does ended up running out busting oh shocker yeah the bucks followed suit had no clue what was going on they're just like oh something's running we better run too so they ran then when i saw them coming out i took off and ran down to the ditch that the does were using because once the bucks came up over the hill and I saw two of them, I'm like, well, that's blown up. So I took took off, busted ass down, got into the ditch that they were, that the does had come through. Um, Jared drove around to see if he could see where the two bucks ended up going to see if we could get a bead on them later. Well, they ended up jumping the fence into a ditch and Jared came back and was like, yeah, the last time I saw them, they jumped the fence into that ditch right there. And uh, I'd been out I'd been out there before, so I kind of had a 
knowledge of the lay of the land. I'm like, if that's the ditch that they went into, those deer are literally going to run back to their bed. Like, that's where that ditch leads. I hope Don and Jake are paying attention because, like, it's they're literally going to run them over. So by the time we got all set, you know, all back together in one place, they're like, holy shit, do we have a story for you? So they told us about, you know, the does then getting within five yards and it busting up and the two bucks disappearing over the hill. Well, then they were, they were investigating, like, their stalk route and, and where the deer exactly were bedded in case deer were bedded there again and, and how they would approach it differently next time when they said they thought two more bucks jumped up just over the, you know, just 50 yards away from where they were. And it was two, like, eerily similar nice bucks. And I was like, yeah, those weren't two different bucks. Those were the exact same two bucks. They literally did a big circle and were coming back to bed because they had no clue what happened. And Jake was maybe as upset as I've ever seen him. Um, so if they were, well, if they had been, like, ready or? Yeah. Well, because Jake was was standing in their bed, like taking ranges to different places for for like for the next stalk. If mm-hmm. they if we ever found deer in that bed again, when the 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 closest deer to him was fifteen yards, he said, when he finally realized what the hell was going on, because Don was up was up on the hillside, like where they would possibly come in from a different angle for a stalk. And he was, like, Jake wasn't really paying attention to Don at that time. And then all of a sudden, Don was, like, whistling at him. And Jake was like, what the hell's going on? And then finally, he, like, froze, saw racks, and then saw the racks disappear into the riverbed. So they got back within 15 yards of that bed. Yep. Yeah, they were definitely coming back to bed again. That is, I think deer do that a lot more than I ever acknowledged before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially especially when they got bumped, not knowing why. You know, they never saw Don and Jake. They didn't. Right. They never smelled them. They didn't know what was going on. They just saw other deer bust, ran out of there, realized shit. There's nothing really going on wrong here. Let's just go back to bed. Yeah, and it's what you said for you know even deer that do know what's going on. Mm-hmm. It just takes longer. Yeah, it takes. But and it's, but it's almost like a. Well, that spot, that bedding area worked for us. Like that's I like that. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't get killed. Eight That's hours cool. later, that deer comes sneaking back into that bed. Yeah, right. Um, so then, um, then it was like Don was really trying to shoot a really nice buck. Um, up until that point, once those busted him, he kind of he kind of broke and was and just said, "I'm ready to kill a mule deer. Like I'm mad at these things. <laughs> Let's go find a deer. I don't care what it is. Let's go find something to kill." So we went out to a, um, an area where we had seen a 3x3. Uh, a three three. We knew he wasn't anything huge, but I'd already said I'd shoot him, you know. And, yeah. And Don was like, let's go see if that deer's around. So we, we were driving over to that area, um, saw him out in a sage flat. Jared and I stayed with the truck. Don and Jake got out and stalked, and they ended up getting within uh, right at 80 yards of him, and Don put put his old Raven crossbow on his knee and Big Don likes that. Oh, he loves that thing, and uh, I can see why it's a it's a deadly machine. Almost just almost took off a turkey's head this year with that mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> Pretty much sent the fucker through a sapling and almost <laughs> cut the goddamn tree in half. That yeah. was the most like violent fucking arrow hit I've ever seen. How fast that thing was yeah. going. Well, um, <clears throat> he he hit it at eighty one yards and it went. It, it went in back, like, hit the last rib and was angling, you know, up towards, yeah. um, like, took out guts, diaphragm, and probably liver on the first shot. And uh, we never found that bolt. Like, it just straight through out into miles of sage. Never had a chance to find that one. You know, you'd, you'd think an animal's body would slow it down. Mm-mm. It was nowhere right. to be found. Um, so that deer ended up like heading down into a ditch. Jared and I beat feet down below it to cut it off. 
um, just in case it still had some life in it. And then Don and Jake um, went straight after it. And uh, they ended up finding it, and Don put another crossbow bolt through its chest at 20 yards. And we found that thing buried in the, into the concrete dirt that's out there. Yeah. And uh, and the crazy part about like about that that crossbow is that it hits them so fast, and you can't use a mechanical broadhead with those um, because they're just too fast. They don't open up. Huh? They just don't open up. No, they'll they'll deploy in the air. It's oh. literally such it's such, such a, a violent force. force that that it'll just deploy and then it flies all squirrely and whatnot. Well. So you're using a fixed blade that's like an inch or an inch and an eighth cut, and it hits them so hard that they don't even, like, they don't act like they realize what just happened. You know, versus, like, you shoot them with a rage or any expandable with, like, an inch and a half, two-inch cut on it, it slows it down enough, and they they understand they got hit. Yeah. You know, whereas with that Raven, it just sends it through them so fast that they don't, like, Jake said that, that it went through its shoulder blade, on the near side and out just behind the shoulder blade on the on the far side and the deer didn't even act like he knew what just happened and then it was still on its feet and jake had his compound he's like why wouldn't i send one into him you know if it's on its feet i'm gonna keep shooting so he shot and hit almost in the exact same hole that don just sent that crossbow bolt through and he said then the deer finally realized that he was hit took off made it another 20 yards and you have a video of that one then? No. I have a video of the of the initial shot and then Jared was videoing but from below. So, yeah. so then we had video of um, Don and Jake whooping and hollering as nice. they ran back up to him. So That's awesome. Yep. Um So yeah, you'd rather you'd rather do the mule deer hunt out there in the same property than the animal. That was more enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, more of a challenge. Um, not sitting in blinds. No, not sitting in blinds. It's just it's just more fun because like antelope, when you're trying to stalk an antelope, you're trying like they they are active all day, so you're trying to trying to stalk a moving animal, which is just you know they move faster than you do. You got two legs, they got four. Their preferred method like, of transportation is like galloping, and they're like the fastest fucking land mammal. Yeah, around. yeah. Um, it, so it like it's just it's like chasing a fart in the wind almost you know and then um but when you're trying to stalk a mule deer generally he's going to be bedded and it just you know you're trying to beat him at his own game of so you didn't even do any type of tree stand hunting at mm-hmm. all no we uh we found a couple spots in the river bottom that we could possibly hang a tree stand in next year um but no, no ground blinds. I'm excited for that. <laughs> right, hey, we're going to dip into some quick whitetail stuff here. We're going to kind of do it before Jed leaves here to Canada. No, we're going to Wisconsin, though. Um, we're going to do a little overview of white, what we're going to do for whitetail and then what he's going to do up in northern Wisconsin. But I need a beer and I need a pee quick. All right. <clears throat> Back from the beer break. I had to get another and the pee break. What is the worst thing about drinking beer? The fact that you have to pee. I don't know, man. I'm starting to really hate hangovers. Oh, man. I know. It's insane. It's like affecting my judgment in life. <laughs> like considering hangovers, you mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah big time. It's outrageous, yeah. dude. It's so annoying. Yeah. Because they're so bad. Like, they're terrible. Yeah, I used to be able to power through them. I can't do it anymore. And I don't think it's because of me. Like, I don't think I'm less tough now. I just think they're that much worse. Yeah, like, your body is revolting against yeah. you. hates me. Dude, I know. It's... The only way you can do it is if you start drinking. Yeah, like, if you, if you get really, really drunk, it's going to take multiple days of recovery because you got to bring yourself slowly back into it. You know? Yeah, I mean, like, the last weekend was a perfect example. Like, the only way I was able to recover was start, like, drinking on Sunday. But it was supposed to be, like, this casual, like... Never works, dude. Never works. 
Yeah, it took. Yeah, I still. Ugh. Anyways, so whitetail hunting this year. Yeah, the season has started. It has been terrible weather so far. We opening weekend was eighty five ninety here in Wisconsin with, and mosquitoes are like thick right now, like terrible. They're gonna be so bad. Uh, yeah, they're gonna be. Horrible. They're gonna be bad, but like we, they're really bad around here because we've had so much, we had so much rain at the end of August, and now we're getting three more days of rain here now. Two inches again tonight. Yeah, it's two to four inches again. Yeah, we're like, we're pretty much like a hurricane area now. Every like last, it's been three, three end of August, early September floods in a years in a row now so my food plots are terrible have you is, how's your dad's couldn't tell you yeah. <laughs> i haven't been home man you know food plots got drowned literally drowned so majority of what we're going to do on this show is i think we're generally going because I, I the whole idea of this was jed and i hunting last year together a lot we're not together but like same time i think we're going to try to do a little more together this year but Except I don't even know what his fucking plans are anymore because he's like a Canada freak. But uh, might as well record what we talk about and updating like our hunts. So I'm trying to do like live updates and like what we're like what our plans are for like the upcoming week and I kind of talk about the weather. The my favorite, the barometric pressure. I love the weather. I'm a weather freak. Um, he's then, got problems because he can't control it. <laughs> I'm a control freak and I can't control the weather and wind and stuff. So I like, I'm like trying to like figure it out as much as I can. And as a young kid, I did want to be a meteorologist. So anyways, um, Jed, I don't, I don't know how much you're going to hunt whitetail here, but I think you had a couple of nice deer on trail camera. Yeah. I know you're trying to avoid that. Yeah. It, it gives me, <clears throat> see, I have like obsessive traits about really me. yeah do you should really work on them yeah i should you're right uh <laughs> i don't know how it's kind of been a problem my whole sure life. glad that i don't not like right. i'm not like right that. um <laughs> yeah so here's my dilemma so i have an ontario whitetail tag i have a wisconsin whitetail tag i still have a valid mule deer tag because i'm a loser and didn't punch it during archery season um when's when you, and is that october archery only no, no, it's it's Gun. valid. It's va- yeah. It's a it's a carcass or you know it's a buck carcass tag, so I can fill it either archery season or gun season. Uh, rifle season is October first through the fifteenth. Um, yeah, Ontario deer season opens the 29th of of September. Um, and then I happen to draw a bobcat tag for Wisconsin this year which runs um, October 20th through December 25th. And I, you know, I had seven, I think I spent seven years applying for that thing. So that tag is uh, priority number one. Right That'd now, be kind of a cool little say. story. Yeah. Yep. So that's tra- That's trapping. and it, That's trapping or hunting. How the fuck would you hunt that? Hounds or hounds. Or... Yeah. Um, but my my preferred method would be to trap it yeah so that's daily that's stuff. daily yep every morning. morning yep run it run in the wow. line that'll be a cool little video thing that we can do mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. um yeah so but um yeah you'll be busy this this fall yeah i'll be real busy <clears throat> busy but uh yeah you had a couple of decent deer on trail camera didn't you mm-hmm. yeah i tried to i I put them out every year, and then I try to never check them because it just gives me anxiety and something more to obsess about and something that keeps me up at night more than uh, what I already have. So, it's like... But, I mean, that's why like we do what habit, we do. You know, I guess it's better than heroin. I, yeah, I mean, it's better than... <laughs> a lot of things, probably. A lot of things, but it is still... Uh, it definitely takes over your life. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'd say that for me, um, I have a couple different property properties that we hunt, and um, the main one there's a couple nice deer on it. It's the same same story pretty much every year. Just oh, I'm still trying to master the property, I guess. Um, 
But I have a few really nice deer there. Some food plots that are not doing well right now. And I finally got all our tree stands hung after when you guys were in Wyoming. So at least that's done. Um, kind of. So I'd say there's like four main deer that I'd go after. But I'm not going to be like extremely picky this year because we don't really live in an area where like I'm, I'm friend trail cameras now for like five years and I've very rarely, rarely, rarely like just it. had like the same deer that's been active on it the year before come back really it's it's weird but and there's a lot you know gun hunting so big where we live in Wisconsin that it's kind of hard to say well that's my goddamn deer and then there's like 50,000 people that hit the woods in, <laughs> in a nine day span so if, if you yeah if you're gonna live your life yeah we hunt in Vernon County mostly and Vernon County is the highest deer harvest rate I think uh, I don't know I don't know if it is or not top three I think there might be an eastern state up by like Green Bay like, takes more like Mar- Marathon maybe well, Mar- well yeah Marathon's a huge county it's the biggest county yeah. in the state but anyways my point is if you're gonna sit and get upset about like your deer a, getting a deer, shot. A 130 inch deer that you let walk because you thought next year would be 155. You're probably not going to see that deer again. Yeah, and I just we haven't. And no. but there's always kind of like a there's always like that 140, like 150, mm-hmm. like maybe like a 160 mm-hmm. that shows up. It and it doesn't matter what no. farm you're on. If you put three, four, five trail cameras up, you're going to see a deer that makes you obsess. Yeah, and, and I just. It's, I'm sure there's a people that do it around here. I'd say that we're not to that level yet for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just going to take the first mature nice deer that comes by and then be I'm very probably happy. probably not going to even wait for a mature deer. No, Jed is not going to wait for a mature deer. He's going to kill the first... I'd say two and a half year old. I'm going to go as far as to say that I am going to kill the first deer that is within longbow range of me, whether it's a <clears> spike, <throat> whether it's a fawn, whether it's a doe or a booner. The first deer that comes within 15 yards, boom, getting an arrow flung at it. And I accept that, and I encourage it. As long as there's a camera rolling. <laughs> if there's not a camera rolling, then I am against it. But that's pretty much for everything with our hunting. If there's a camera rolling, I'm for it. If there's not, I'm against it. But, yeah, so pretty much we're just going to keep bringing you these podcasts. Hopefully, I don't know, hopefully once the hunting heats up. But, I I mean, I talked to a couple people that went out this last week, and the mosquitoes were, like, ridiculous. We had some nice weather the weekend before opening weekend that would have been okay to hunt in. But... Yeah, I think I think the more we do this, we're gonna we're gonna get more in depth in like strategy and and stuff like that. This is kind of more of a recap of the summer. Um, anything else you need to you think that is important, Jed? Um, I think we should like I'm obsessed with Meat Eater podcast, and they do a, a like a concluding thought or a yeah. concluding statement. I think we I think we should do something similar, just a random idea or thought. This is also, like, I don't even think I even mentioned that we were going to start doing this. Did I do you? No, no. <laughs> so, did they drop off cards and I'm like, well, the cards are done. Let's uh, let's do this. I've actually been thinking about it for a couple of weeks now. <laughs> Obviously, as you can see, I ordered the fucking mics. Um, well, I did. When I dropped camera, or, uh, cards off this morning, I saw the mic sitting here. And I'm like, hmm, podcast starting up, I see, huh? <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know me. We're, we're pretty much, our thing is we're just going to throw as many fucking darts at a dartboard that we can, <laughs> and we're going to see what sticks. Yep. And I think, I like to think that we're, we can be, uh, like, entertaining enough where someone's going to fucking listen and watch if we're running the cameras. We're working on the whole running the camera thing right now. <laughs> That's, like, the biggest thing we're working on, talking, getting people to actually, like, buy into the whole you should be videotaping this. I know it sucks at the time, but you're really going to like watching this, you know, in a while. But it's all part of the process. We aren't professionals. I don't think well, I'm never going to claim that we are. We're going to swear. We're going to fuck up. We're going to everything that happens. You're going to see that is videotaped. So 
hopefully everything, but <clears throat> yeah, that's kind of our thing. So what, what do you, so concluding thought, um, what, I mean, I don't want to copy them exactly. No, no, what do so you, it's not a concluding thought. I right. Want it to it's be like, a random what do you, thought. it's a random thought. It doesn't even have to be hunting related. Like mine, like for, for this one, mine will be how much I love roundabouts. Dude, roundabouts love them. Are awesome. Yeah, here's way, okay. way better than a way better than a stop sign. Way better than stop lights. Love this roundabout. roundabout down here is common, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's terrible. That's not a roundabout. That's a that was the most absurd thing. We had a roundabout put in a block from my house that literally they worked on for two fucking days this summer, and the road was closed down for three months. Insane. And, and, we it's live a, by, and it's a junk roundabout. It's not even a real roundabout. I don't accept it. I don't even acknowledge. I turn <laughs> no. left. Yeah. I fucking go left all the time. I mean, I fuck. It's it's unreal. But roundabouts, like every intersection that's semi busy at any point in a day that isn't even some four way stops, even that could be solved by a roundabout. But like the ones that are like somewhat busy any time of the day that doesn't have a four way stop, I'm like fucking roundabout here now, please. Then you get into two lane roundabouts. Those, those are, are the, awesome. those are what I'm talking about, dude. I love those them. are awesome. Love them. So thank you for that because that, that gets me fucking fired up. I know we've talked about that before, but roundabouts mm-hmm. are awesome. Mm-hmm. They are. They just got damn man. I love them. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Did you have that? Were you like thinking of that for a while? Because no, I just love roundabouts, and I drove past that one on the way in and thought about how stupid. that one gives roundabouts a bad. Yeah, name. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. If, if like, say say somebody was dropped in here from. Uh, I don't know, a country where they don't have roundabouts, which probably don't exist anymore because I'm sure we were the last country to get in Supposedly, on there's a rumor, and uh-huh. this is coming from our neighbors, which I don't fucking know. <laughs> there's a rumor that they brought these roundabouts idea from over in Europe, in England. <laughs> That's no, what the construction no. worker told them. No, no. England's dumb. If they said Germany, I would, I would believe it. But anyways, if you brought somebody in here who had never heard of a roundabout, uh, and showed them that, they would they would hate them. They would think it's the dumbest idea ever. I still think that the majority of the population does hate them. No. Because they're fucking stupid. <laughs> the if population. you can't see if you cannot see the value in a roundabout, I, first of all, don't listen to this. <laughs> okay, my phone number is 608-606-9118. You can text, call, voicemail, anything you want to do. Tell me why you don't like roundabouts. That is absurd. They are awesome. There's no stoppage in traffic, you fucks. There's no <laughs> fucking stop in traffic. What more can you ask for? That is not even... There's no other fucking thing that has that. Stoplights are a pain in the ass, especially because they don't... Like, you don't even know what the fuck's going on in stoplights half the time. Are they timered? Are they censored? No one fucking knows. All I know is I stop at them too long. Then they got some of those ones where you turn left in the left lane, but turn... You know, dude, they get fucking crazy. Roundabouts are straightforward. You fucking, you let the first car go, you push your way through the next car. Boom. You only got to look one way. You only got to worry about one direction of traffic. And to I your love, left. Look to your left. And I love always just like flipping off the guy to the right. Because <laughs> like, I'm first, motherfucker. Like, I'm going through. Don't even fucking think about it. And then, boom, out the other side. <laughs> Never to be seen again. Dude, those ones down in Prairie Sheen, I used to be... So I'm, I'm a cop right now for the next week, but I used to be a cop down in Prairie and like you go through, like, there's, like, three consecutive ones and blocks, and, like, you could just, like, fucking sneaking <laughs> through some shit, man. You just feel... You kind of feel like you're, like, sneaking around a little bit, just roundabout. You're, like, sneaking... You're, like, beating the system, sneaking around the system, like, busy as fuck traffic, and you just roundabout in a way around it. <laughs> That's a great... That's a great thought. Man, got fired up on that one. So do I have a thought then? Yeah, you gotta do have, have a random. You gotta thought have then? a random thought. I think <sighs> I think mainly they can't be hunting related. Oh yeah, they can't. Oh, they can't. They have to be totally random, off topic. I think I would love to get into a thing where we start um, doing a little at the end here too, a little beer uh, review, like pick up a different mm, beer, mm, okay, review it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think. Sure. Okay, well let's do that today a little bit. I got a PBR here. Um, here's the deal. Don't mind it. Don't love it. You used to like it a lot more. Mm-mm. I've never been a giant PBR fan. A little on the sweet side for my for my liking. Really? Mm-hmm. And a little too mainstream. 
here, okay, here's the problem. I have no pro. I don't have an issue with like what's the like um the fucking what are the people called that like PBR so much? Oh, hipsters. Hipsters. Mm-hmm. I don't have a big problem with hipsters. I think like yeah, because you wear a man bun sometimes. Maybe that's a hipster thing. It's definitely not a hillbilly thing. Well, I don't like hillbillies either. Well, I didn't say that. Just kidding. If you're a hillbilly, I like you. As long as you have a, like, you can, like, think clearly. But, so, PBR, okay. <clears throat> Society took it somewhere that it really wasn't meant to be. When I think of PBR, I think of a 67-year-old man sitting on his front porch. Yeah, 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 Walt. Walt. From Grand Torino, right? Yeah, he, slam, he was yeah, slamming loves PBRs. Them. Loves them. Hammering them. But, like, that's kind of what I think of PBR. And yeah, it's an old man beer. We're big fans of old man beer. People claim that Old Milwaukee's Old Man Beer, too. And Blatt's. Like me some Blatt's. But PBR, like... I think part of the review should be price of a 30. Mm-hmm. And if if you don't sell a 30, I question that. Which is a confusing situation as well, because like down south, they sell 30s like Miller Lite and Coors Light, and they don't sell 30s of that around here. So that's... I'd like to figure out why that is. A I thing. didn't even know that. Yeah, dude. Like Some places don't sell... 30s and other places to do it. it's fucked up it's like geographical mm. it's weird but pbr sells a, like, I think like a 15 dollar 30 good price solid price i think what's what's uh old mill 14 39 yeah at most locations now Verocco, wisconsin both quick chip locations carry 30s of Bolt milwaukee that is a great thing dude. i want to know if we have anything anything to do with that i'm going to assume yes because how many people really do drink it I know that I do. I know, that I know us. That's pretty much it. Yeah, consistently enough where you're going to stock the shelves with 30 packs. Mm-hmm. But well, that is my main bone to pick with Coon Valley. That's cause, dude, that's because Coon Valley is part of the lacrosse quick ship chain. See, I no don't, lacrosse don't... quick ships have 30s of fucking old Milwaukee. Mm. And I, I'm like starting to get into it because I like Weston, you know, where the right. quick ships. So I kind of like, he like, yeah, that shit's like all like mesh together like there's like quick shift like regions which makes sense mm-hmm. but that's like okay so now we're getting into that again the whole geographical situation on 30 packs I like 30 packs a lot why the fuck would you buy anything else what the fuck they might offer a 36 pack if they offered that I'd get that okay <laughs> 30 know? pack plus is it and <laughs> I've had someone tell me before that they okay, <laughs> Noggle. I don't know if Noggle's gonna be listening. Noggle won't be listening to this guy that we know. Um, he uh, told me the other day. He, so he went to the store and bought a six pack because he's like, well, I don't want to like get like get out. It's like a fucking Tuesday night. <laughs> Brewers end up shit stomping the Cubs. He's just like six pack went down real quick. He's within walking distance. Coach, but goes back and gets another six pack. What the fuck? You got another six pack. Another twelve down. Actually, no. He was like he was like sixteen down because he already drank the four in his fridge. Now he's sitting there, ninth inning of the game. The Brewers are shit stopping the Cubs. You know all that shit ain't ending anytime soon. And he's fucking, he's out of beer. What's he do? Walk his happy ass back to Quick Trip and buys another fucking six pack. What the fuck? So you just drank 20 beers in a night, 22 or whatever, and you went and bought three fucking six packs. Isn't that, that is fucked up. All you had to do is buy one 30-pack and your whole life would have been solved. Like, but that's the only excuse I've ever heard. Jared uh, Jory's roommate does that, or old roommate does that shit too. Like, no, only buys a 12-pack. because He's he, weird. <laughs> yeah, because he slams the whole fucking thing every night. But, like, I don't know. Like, you're My, not going to drink 30 beers, really, a night. Like, you're just going to, like, if, you, if, like, shit gets, like, you would know better than me because I have never, I haven't worked, like, a normal job where I come home at, like, 3 or 4 o'clock mm-hmm. and, like, Start having a couple of beers for a long time. I know on my off days, I just like, I mean, it's, it's only like three right now, and we've already had a couple, but like, does it, like, do you think that would, like, do you, do you ever really have a night where you're just like, oh, fuck, I just slammed 18 on accident? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't. Right. And it's just, but I don't know. I agree. Like, 12, 12 on it. Like, you look down, and you're like, oh, that was my third <clears> beer, and you look back up, and you're like, oh. Fuck, there's a lot of empties around here, you know. But like 18 is pretty aggressive. But I'm a small dude. 
know. That's one thing I will say about Old Milwaukee. I think when you drink a lot of it, it does kind of like, it gets like up on my chest a little bit. I start like feeling it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's considered a like heartburn or what it is, but like I start like feeling it. No, I know what you're bit. saying. I know. So I don't even know never, if I can. never really thought about it that way, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, and that's. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. So like, when I'm casually drinking like old milk, I don't drunk. You're getting lung yeah, drunk. Yeah, like, I don't ever doing. like actually accidentally drink like eighteen. No, because I like it's not like I've I've probably drank close to thirty in a day before. Like in let's be honest, day. but that was right. a party day. Right. Like there's differences between like party days, casual days. You know, like go out on a Tuesday, be back by ten days. You know, that's you know there's different days out in every you know everyone's life, but. Yeah, it's interesting. So I, I guess that's kind of my random thought of the day. How fucked up are non thirty packs, and why do you buy them? Besides, if you're a bottle, because I don't have a huge problem with bottle people, because I get where they're coming from with the whole like kind of tastes like a can thing. I do, but like that's all. That's on the fucking beer company. They like, sell more bottles if that's an issue. But like, I, yeah, I disagree. That, you I, hate bottle people. I don't hate bottles. I just prefer cans. I don't know why. I just do. But my my thought on on dude, how's fucking sick are old Milwaukee bottles? Never had one. Some bar has them. I don't know what. Oh, fuck. I don't know which that's bar. A lie. That's a lie. I have had them. It's some shit bar in uh, yeah. Viola or something like that. I think it's Viola. Oh, they do. They do. I think uh, that fucking weird bar across the street from the horse thing. I think it is the horse thing. I've never been in there. I know I haven't been in there. I know it's across the street from the gas station down there. Had yeah, bottled yeah, yeah, Old Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. Is that the horse thing? Iron Horse Saloon, I think. Iron Horse is like the big building. Yeah, where you can literally fall through the floor in certain locations. Yeah, it's a different bar across the road from that. Pat's. No, that's in Reedstone. Uh, anyways. Pat um, might have had it too. Might have. Yeah, you can't be in a in a place where there's like actual stoplights to get I haven't had bottles. it. I don't know, and I haven't had it for a while, so I feel like it, has, it hasn't been a bar that I've been to in a while, mm-hmm. but I know there's one that I think I frequented, like, a few times where I know it's, it's there. Liberty? Which, no. No, mm-hmm. they have, they have, they have, uh, cans. They have blue, blues in bottles, but not reds. Fucking, fucking. Bleachers. Bleachers? They don't even have it. Oh, they have Schlitz. They have Schlitz. That's a good beer. That <laughs> is a good beer. Yeah, Jed loves it. So the whole thirty thing, I get that, and I don't. Honestly, non Wisconsin beer, I'm not a huge fan of. I know Jed's like dipping into the Canadian stuff, which is more power to him. Which brings the PBR rating up higher because it is Wisconsin beer, mm-hmm. Wisconsin brewed. Okay, there was like the crate. What's Go your ahead. favorite non Wisconsin non import beer? Hmm. The most I drank was Budweiser. Yeah, but I was, I was, I was mean, in a Budweiser right? phase. Yeah, yeah. We were I don't all, really. We were all young ones. Yeah. Hmm. Fuck, dude. I don't know. I don't. Uh, Yingling. No way. Easy. No Easy, way. Dude. Every time that's I'm down south. Was, that's what I was about to say. Yingling. They come from Pennsylvania. Yet you can only find them down south. What's the closest north you found it? I've only drank it down south, and I've only ever drank it when somebody brought it to me from somewhere there was a really good beer out in seattle that was like popular out there it wasn't yingling it was something and i can't remember what it was but it was kind of like it was really good yeah it's kind of like they're like people like called it cheap out there but like i like it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, sure yeah <laughs> but it was like they're yingling there but i don't think ying is ying, yingling even cheap i don't know couldn't tell you never bought it only had it given to me but i liked it yeah no oh, it's very good um my thought on on and is that the proper pronouncement? Yingling? Yeah. Yingling? I, I would assume so. I think so. Yeah. Uh, my thought on beer bar, uh, beer quantity is you should always purchase the largest quantity not sold in a keg that you can. Yep. Well, I think we'll all agree with that. Yeah. What's the largest box you've ever seen? 36. 36, yeah. Boxer. Boxer. Horrible. Horrible stuff. Not fit I've for been down that road. I've been down that <laughs> Boxer Lager, 228 West Stav, La Crosse, <laughs> Wisconsin, Thursday afternoon. I think it was like June 30, 31st. I almost said 30 seconds. Not even a fucking day because I got so fucking weird. Dude, that was like forceful drinking for 10 beers. And then it was fucking great night. Great night. Nine ninety nine a 36 pack. 
Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> not acceptable stuff. Oh, All right, ho- man. I got to get going. Thank you. All right. There's our first podcast episode. And good luck to Jed heading up north to... And Willie, too. This is probably his last, like, hoorah of being a human. Jed's attacking Willie. Where are you guys heading, though? Um, County? Well, Clear Chain of Lakes. Okay. Up by the lakes. So- Clear Chain of Lakes. Solon Springs area. Yeah. So hopefully we can bring him an update coming up next week with the old 1080 Outdoors podcast. And for now, we're going to sign off. I think we did about a 20-minute beer extra there. Um, which hopefully you don't complain about or you probably won't want to listen to us anyways. So, all right. Thank you very much. Tenny Outdoors Podcast, first edition, first episode, and good luck hunting.